Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comedy Film Nerds episode 311. 311! Oh, we just said 311 Day. All you 311 fans. Oh, that's a fun band. And if you're a fan, chances are the numbers 311 are in your Twitter handle. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> or your Instagram. Yeah. Or some, whatever social media you use. Your whatever name, 311. Right. Or there's a 420 in the end of yeah. 311 in there. Or like that. There's some kind of number code. Yeah, with threes with involving that band and marijuana. So thank you guys for listening. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate it. We appreciate it. Uh, um, no, we got some a uh, lot of stuff we're going to talk about today. We've got a Podfest announcement. We're going to be doing 10 Cloverfield Lane, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword of Destiny. And maybe we'll be talking a little bit about Christopher Nolan movies and a lot of uh, Oscar movies on uh, DVD and Blu-ray being released this oh, week. nice. Well, let's introduce our guest. Let's do it. Uh, first-time guest. Mm-hmm. We're need a lot of first-time guests, buddy. Yep. Um, and we've tried to get this guy on the show a while ago, and then a whole series of events transpired. <laughs> but we got him. He's here. Uh, worth the wait. Worth the wait. Um, comedian Shane Moss. Hey, thanks for having me. You got it, buddy. Uh, not not a big 311 guy, so this today doesn't mean as much to me. Oh, I mean, shit. I still have it in the handle at shane comedy <laughs> it's just i just i they're okay i just yeah. like the number you know so i've always been a big march 11 guy it's right around when the tournament starts it just feels right to me six days out from saint patty's day yep good day for green vomit it's a wind up it's a wind up it's, it's a real wind up so um well, let's say real quick the Podfest dates have been announced march 23rd through the 25th um or september Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> the festival's next week. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're right. September 23rd through the 20th. I've had three hours of sleep, yeah. so I don't. This episode. Any, will be really interesting. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I might fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a there's a tirade coming on just anything. I could I could tirade on something. You know what? It'll be interesting. I want to see like um, if there will be like kind of like a trigger warning, or mm-hmm. if you're so tired that you don't even care, and it's a mellow episode all the way. Yeah, through. it could be that. It could yeah. just be like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping for a mellow tirade, <laughs> just a really sleepy tirade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well guys here's another thing yeah. that's bullshit um, i'm really angry about this yeah and the world's f- fucked so don't forget to follow us we're on all Twitter. gonna die <laughs> um, what i really want to say is trump 2016 <laughs> um but yeah podfest will be september 20 september 23rd through the 25th it's at the Sofitel. Uh, tickets are going on sale this week. We're just finalizing all the little technical blah, blah, blah. Biggest year ever. We've already booked some giant shows that we will be announcing shortly. Yes. Um, so it, it'll be fun. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're excited about it, as, as you can hear in my voice. Yes. <laughs> we're very excited. Yeah, for not, real. It's not that I'm not mm-hmm. sleeping because mm-hmm. it's so, so much work and mm-hmm. finishing. And stress. It, and stress. And, uh, yeah. Uh, punch someone in the throat but lightly 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 more of a massage yeah more of a throat punch yeah, like massage. A Reiki healing throat punch. <laughs> um but shane uh tell us you have a podcast what's your new podcast i do it's called here we are and um everywhere i, I i'm i'm a road comic i'm traveling all the time so everywhere that i'm at i look up scientists in the area to talk about 
life and why we behave the way we do scientists on the road yeah are there scientists in every area or or occasionally you're like you know what there are no scientists what about like a heavy red state is the scientist like yeah global warming's a myth well i know i just i just did um i i i just did a bunch of great ones in texas it was funny because um you know, science is still you can't you can't be a creationist and be a scientist. Like they just right. Like you have to take a class on evolution and what you know. You, yeah. you can't just be like, nope, it's nonsense. Mm. Like it. So so it's not that the scientists are any different, but it is different. And like I was just in, um, I think it's Fort Worth or yeah, it was Fort Worth, and it's. Uh, Texas Christian University, and I had an evolutionary psychologist on, and, and she's like, "Yeah, can you just say TCU? I, I don't like the, <laughs> the word. I don't want people thinking that I'm a lunatic." <laughs> um, but uh, there are I, there there's been areas where I have had trouble finding people. Cleveland, I had trouble finding good guests. I was I did ultimately find. And then there's like I was just in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I'm like, eh, I'm not going to bother. There's like there's like small <laughs> so there's small cities, but then it's hard to find people in Scranton. Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. And so do you mainly go to the universities? Is that sort of your first? The, typically, yeah. I'll look mm-hmm. up the big universities, and then sometimes I'll look up like um, an aquarium or oh. or a zoo or something like that, and try to get you know like a marine biologist or something like that on. My main wheelhouse is evolutionary psychology and biology, and wow. and how evolution kind of drives the way that we think and make decisions. Now, Shane's almost like a private investigator for scientists. It's like <laughs> if someone disappears in a certain area, you could like go find it. Would you check the universities? Did you check the aquariums? <laughs> we can't find a scientist anywhere around here. Check the aquariums. Um, yeah, it is weird when when you'll go places like. Uh, like I was just in Wichita and, and and where there's these, you know, academics are fairly liberal and then they're up against these, you know, they're surrounded, you know, they're right. in these red states where like in Wichita, they're now making it legal to bring guns into the classroom. And so you have a bunch of like liberal oh, professors fuck. being like, uh, what? Like, how can you do? I guess we're going to have to ease up on our grading policies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know. And, but uh so uh, so yeah it is there is that weird mix but yeah i mean did, did you think like maybe this country's done like we ought to just kind of let it go you know it, you know rome fell we should just let it like we should build a wall around texas i and think Wichita i and, think the apple cart is full and it's about to be knocked over yeah i really think that yeah. it, we're, we're at that point where we gotta we gotta choose w- which direction do you want to go i mean there's there's definitely <clears throat> different ways of looking it certainly i mean it's frustrating when you, I, starting any podcast you're like you know it's a it's another podcast. There's a billion podcasts. Who knows if anyone's going to listen? But then, you know, I've had all these great guests, and sometimes I'm like getting this mind blowing information. I'm like, man, why aren't people, why does no one want to care about any of this stuff? But, which, I mean, it's still, I've been having a fair amount of success with it. But, but it is, if you look back like the, the late 1800s, there'd be like, People would be workers would be getting out of their jobs in coal mines and going out to see lectures on physics right. and and whatnot. And I don't know like what happened to that, but that yeah, is... I don't know. That's the thing that's so fascinating. I was talking to somebody why in this country specifically, 
Like I, I met a guy who was studied abroad and he was in Ireland and you know, he was like, God, I remember being at this tavern, having this great philosophical conversation with this guy in Ireland. And then the next day I saw him sweeping the streets. That was his job. Yeah. And why in America, if you do like manual labor, it's then, Nope. I don't want to learn. Yeah. It's like, weird. I just want a beer and I don't book and that's book talking, yeah. you know? And it's like, why, why, what's wrong with, What's, I don't get it. You could be a farmer. You could do construction and still read. I know. I'm assuming. Yeah. Ignorance somehow became acceptable, whereas like, well, it's okay. I don't need to read. Like, yeah. No, no, you really should. And I don't know if it's guys. that people are maybe intimidated or something. Because I, I don't know. I mean, I never went to college. I did a bunch of factory work. And like, yeah. I know all those guys. And I remember right. what their mentality was like. And it was yeah, very why, much why like... I've had hundreds choose? of day jobs, too. And I, I've, I've done all those things. Yeah, well, like, yeah. I mean... People are people. I think, I think when you are in a job like that nowadays, where... It's also like a factory job used to be a source of pride. Like, oh, I'm in on this new. It'd be like working for Silicon Valley right. or something like that. Right. Where I'm like, I'm in the cutting edge of society right, right now, mm-hmm. you know. And and uh, now you're working in a factory. You're either looking around, going, I got to get the hell out of here. Or you just got to, like, give up and, like, look for whatever escape that you can, you know, and drink your head off and right. do pills and whatever else to just to escape, you know. Wow. I, I don't know. It, it, and who knows? But there's also people are way into TED Talks these days. Yeah. People are people are into, I mean, documentaries are getting pretty big these days. And, yeah, there, and, is there, there is this new, obviously the internet is this new resource where you can get all of this information. I think, I think one of the biggest problems was that in our political system, um, being an intellectual and being well-read became like a liability. Like, no, I want to vote for someone who I'd have a beer with. Really? Yeah. No. What about? No, don't. you don't. I, I, I don't, want, I really I don't want the guy with no. the launch codes to be drinking beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you want someone smarter than you. I know. In, in charge of the government. Yeah. First off, listeners, if that's your mentality, I guarantee I'm more fun to have a beer with than any politician you'll ever meet. <laughs> right. And that doesn't mean I should be president. No, ever. <laughs> no, at, no. At all. No. <laughs> like, and if that's what you think about life i don't want to have a beer with you (laughs) (laughs) anyway see now you just ruined it um so uh all right well let's uh let's get into some movies Uh, i like that i'm assuming that your listeners are somehow like the people that we're talking (laughs) (laughs) first off listeners it's mostly just factory workers that uh, don't want to learn anything it's what what i imagine right (laughs) but that's all our listeners are just are just beer guzzling yahoos (laughs) They don't know how to think about movies until we tell yeah. them. That's yeah. what uh, I'm only so bitter, bitter, bitter about factory John. work because I did it please, so yes, much. Please email us if you're a fan and you're a factory worker and you refuse to learn anything. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, how did you figure out a podcast? <laughs> um, so let's talk about 10 Cloverfield Lane. This is um, a movie that... Um, had a lot of hype coming up to it. It was like one of those slow rollout teaser, like what's it going on? And uh, so Shane, just so you know, there's no spoiler alerts on the show, so don't give up any key endings or anything like that. Uh, all right, yeah, so, no, no, no it should be pretty easy. I, I, did, I didn't uh, see it, so I, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to worry about me. So I wanted to see it. Now I did go see it. Uh, Neil saw it. There's a review on the site. He I saw it. he absolutely loved it. Now I want to see what you thought about this movie, Graham. Would you like to go first? Um, 
You know, I went into this movie thinking, is this going to be like a low rent room? You know what I mean? Like, Room is this really compelling movie, and obviously we talked about it. Brie Larson earned the yes. Oscar. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 a really great movie, but is this is this going to be just an annoying, um, an annoying version of that? And I got to say, I was, and I wanted to hate it because I'm just been stressed and in a pretty shitty mood, and it's hard for me to watch movies because I just go, I wish I was making those. And I'm sick of doing this, and I want to make movies. Did um, did you see it in the food theater? I did see it in a food theater. <laughs> so I was comfortable. I was relaxed. Yep. I was, you leaned back. I had a black bean veggie burger mm-hmm. with some rosemary fries and a delicious glass of water. Mm-hmm. I won't um, admit to that. Yeah. But. <laughs> well, I'm not a beer guzzling factory asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you and your learning about yeah. veggie burgers. <laughs> Yeah, just learn about beef and how if everyone stopped eating it, the world would be a better place. But anyway, I'm an asshole. Um, So, yeah, I wanted to kind of, like, hate everything about this, and uh, I want to hate the Hollywood film industry pretty pretty concisely and hate anyone that I know that's that's doing well. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so it was a very so you mindset. are a comedian. Yes, yeah. I am. A comedian. Uh, I am sick of like helping people out in our various projects, and then not, have not reciprocating. I'm not naming names, but I've never been on at midnight. Um, and uh, so I'm really kind of like fuck off to like everything and everybody. Mm-hmm. But I sit. So in a, you were in a mood. I went. I'm in a mood mm-hmm. and. That mood kept me through not sleeping, mm-hmm. so it's exacerbated. That mood yeah. is exacerbated. Um, uh, I would love for some guy to fucking get in my face about. I just like or just I want to like see a guy like like try to grab someone or fight someone or abduct a kid. So I have a reason to just fucking beat the shit out of a guy. Well, maybe you should go to a Trump rally. You know, oh God, I would gladly just fucking pound those. Trump assholes. will pay your uh, legal fees. Oh, just beat the shit out of those. Yeah. People. Does he pay your legal yeah, fees? If you're kicking the ass of one of his supporters. Yeah. If I he found didn't specify. one of he those didn't. slack-jawed clan member Trump people, <laughs> I could beat one of them, and then I could go sit in a nice, comfortable chair and watch a movie without losing any sleep. Then it, I would sleep like a baby. So I what, thought, it's funny that I thought like the KKK was like just gone. I thought that oh, was, no, no, and no, I was no, like, they're, they're oh, still it's just that they don't wear. They're n- they don't wear hoods anymore. Yeah. They're like not even embarrassed when enough I, to like wear I, hoods. Uh, not out in the open. Straight up. No. Uh, so uh, so all right, so Graham. So I'm gonna guess then that this uh, movie kind of changed your mind and got you in a better mood, or was it the burger? It was the, the burger the and a comfortable chair. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, I was thoroughly entertained throughout this entire film. <laughs> I was engaged. John Goodman's an exceptional. You know, he's great mm-hmm. playing yeah. this weirdo guy. And this is just from the trailer, so I'm not I'm not doing any spoilers. He, so the trailer is, and this is the question of the movie: Is there a real threat outside, or is he just a creep? Mm-hmm. So that is engaging enough for me. And right when I was starting to go, all right, some shit happens that's interesting, and I go, wow. And I and by the end of it, I was like, oh, you know. 
I like this film. It was mm-hmm. really good, you know? And then went home and set up the PodFest event thing on Facebook and invited a bunch of people and then started to feel tired and then laid in my bed and started spiraling out about all this other bullshit that drives me fucking nuts. And then I couldn't sleep. But the movie, the movie was (laughs) Was pretty solid. solid. Yeah. You know, I'm going to give a review of this podcast so far. (laughs) So er, early on, there was, it was teased that maybe there is going to be some ranting, you know, and, (laughs) and, and I kind of had my hopes up for that. And I, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know if it was going to be like a full on rant or <laughs> what was going to happen. And then, you know, it was I was very satisfied with the rant oh, God, that happened and, right. and 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 the turn that it took. Sure. And you know what? And it was it was a nice low key rant. It was a little, it, you know, it got your defenses down. Right. But then, it, you know. Pointing, got, got to yeah. a point. Got to a point yeah. to talk about wanting to beat up a Trump supporter. Yeah. I um, I will say I also enjoyed this movie. I went into it with a more um, neutral point of view when I went oh, really? in. <laughs> Wanting to set the world yeah. on fire? No, I, um, uh, I, I'll tell you, it was the kind of movie, too, where I was completely neutral in my, in, in my um, uh, kind of preconceived notion that I was either going to hate it or really enjoy it. I didn't mm-hmm. think I was going to find it mediocre. I was either going to go one way or the other. Now, the thing I really liked about it was that it had solid acting. It was a solid B-movie. Now, l- let's be clear. That's this right. is, this a, is a B-movie. It's a B-movie. And a fun B-movie. And a fun B-movie. And it was it was occasionally, like, it reminded me of Scream. Scream was essentially a oh, B-movie. Right. But studio made it, had a lot of money behind it. And this really felt that way. It was, And what I liked about it, too, is this is where J.J. Abrams can actually do some good. He can actually uh, produce something that other filmmakers are making that wouldn't necessarily get made, but if he puts his name on it and produces it, it can actually get made now. And he could give a voice to new filmmakers and new stories and things like that. This which filmmaker is-, is brand new. He's only He did a one episode of TV, and he's done a couple of shorts. This this director, Dan Trachtenberg. Yeah, he's. I think he's kind of been on, in the, uh, the Buffy, J.J. Abrams uh, universe for a while, but mm-hmm. and it, it's good. So this is... I like this model where, you know, a filmmaker can say, hey, hey, people that I've worked with for a while or whatever, let me give you a break. Let me produce your movie. Um, I love the mystery of this film. Like when it first comes to like, well, is John Goodman crazy? Is right. there shit really going on outside? And um, I liked the way it unfolded. It wasn't too long. It was one of those like, okay, B movie. There's no reason at all why this needs to be two hours. 103 minutes. Yeah, yeah. This is this is 90 to 100 minutes. That's that's exactly the wheelhouse where this should be. Um, it's a very. Um, um, it's literally one set. 80, 90 percent of it is you know. The budget the was bunker. five million dollars. Yes, according to IMDb, mm-hmm. the budget is five million dollars, and it did you know twenty five million dollars its opening weekend. And that five million dollar budget. Mostly in salaries. <laughs> For know? John Goodman. Yeah, John yeah. Goodman and J.J. Abrams yeah. put his name on it, you know, and I'm sure there was a bunch of studio execs that, uh, you know, were budgeted still, in there. And that's, you know, and the set that they shot it on actually mm-hmm. was pretty cool. The, the right. bunker set was pretty fantastic. You know, this this easily could have been an indie film um, made under a million, for sure. If, yeah, if one location. Made, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I really enjoyed it. I liked the way it unfolded. I thought it didn't, um, ham up. I thought um, John Goodman is a solid actor, and he knows where the line is. He knows when to pull back. Like if you look at a movie like um, 
um, like when he's in, working with the Coen brothers, either, even even in like either Oh Brother Where Art Thou or Barton Fink. He like, was so good at yeah. Oh Brother, man. Yeah. He was great. You, you like, you know, he's not always going to be Fred Flintstone or Roseanne's wife. You know, he has that range where he can actually take a what? character and um, do something interesting with it. Well, you think about that. That's a great point. So look at what he did in this. It's kind of weird, creepy dude. Is he a good guy? Is he not? Right. And then you look at like who he played in Argo. Now Argo, he's playing an actual dude, but that yeah. move Hollywood producer in Argo was hilarious. The guy yeah. he played in Trumbo mm-hmm. was was a different type of Hollywood movie producer, right. That was unique and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just it, he's he's really a fun guy to watch. Uh, now I'm going to go back and watch Arachnophobia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great example. Now, He's got that weird spiders are a lot like yeah. you and me. <laughs> now, I, I will say the one complaint I did have about this movie, and this has nothing to do with the movie itself, I didn't like the way this movie was presented to me. Uh, <laughs> I, the marketing and the way it was branded was completely unnecessary. It, was, it really stunk of that you know, studio. Well, if we're going to make this movie, here's what we need. Uh, that studio kind of uh, marketing hook, like um, a woman waking up in a bunker and not knowing what happened with the creepy guy and you're not sure if shit went down outside or he's kidnapped you and it's actually crazy. That's enough for a compelling movie. I didn't need to know this is in the Cloverfield universe. Not every movie needs an extended universe uh, attached to it Uh, because the entire time I'm thinking, well, if this is in the Cloverfield universe, there's only one thing in the Cloverfield universe, a giant monster. That's it. So it it colors like, well, what if this is in that universe, then that's obviously what I need to see. Right, right. So it's like, well, this is in the Godzilla universe. Well, then I'm going to see Godzilla, right? Right, right, right. I don't want to see a bunker and hear Godzilla out outside then just i know that that's in the universe so it was a completely unnecessary kind of marketing hook that i didn't need this movie easily could have stood on its own and you don't need to throw it into that universe for sure so i I thought that was kind of weird uh but i get why they did it and we're like well it's a low budget movie we don't know if people are going to go see it it's a mystery we gotta give this marketing hook that it's going to be in this universe but uh, I, didn't even, I didn't get that though. Like I didn't. I know everyone was like, "Oh, it's it's Cloverfield, it's Cloverfield," but I didn't. I didn't get that it was a part of the Cloverfield universe. Right. I mean, it's, it was an unnecessary add-on. Right. Right. On, for sure. And so some people were saying that, and I was like, "Huh?" Yeah. And it was sort of confusing, like you say. And exactly. Then, and then the 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 movie poster says, you know, what is it? Terror comes in many forms, or whatever. Right. Oh, you know the uh, uh, monsters Monst- come in all sizes. Yeah, monster comes in forms. many many forms. Yeah. is what it says, and it's like, yeah, I got it. The, the, yeah, the, 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 tra- the trailer. <laughs> I got. The, I saw the trailer. I got it. You mm-hmm. like you say, you're locked in a bunker. Is right. some shit going down, or is yeah. this guy nuts? Mm-hmm. We don't know. I am perfectly happy to accept this as a B movie premise with some stars in it. And yeah. I'm there regardless. Right. And this this is another movie too. It probably will do very very well on like uh, video on demand. Like just uh, the other thing I want to say too is um, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is you know she's kind of the lead. She's the girl that's that's abducted and yes. she does a really good job. The first time I was introduced to her was Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and I thought she did a great job in that. Uh, I really liked her in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And she's got some really cool scenes to deal with mm-hmm. in this and, and how her character has got to sort of maneuver with John Goodman. Yes. And then the other guy uh, in the movie, 
who's played by, I don't know, whatever, Beardy Beardington. Beardy McBeardison? Yeah, John Gallagher Jr., I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I've seen him in other... The John Gallagher Jr., I've seen him in some other stuff. He's all right, but... Uh, oh, you mean stock millennial character? <laughs> stock millennial Mike? Yeah. Um, yeah, but she really... It's her and John Goodman. Yes, definitely. That, that, do, that do everything, mm-hmm. so... So it was good, and you know we won't give away anything as far as plot or ending. Although maybe we'll do a spoiler app. This this will be a good spoiler app. This would be a good spoiler app to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Um. So, I, I, my recommendation for Cloverfield Lane is check it out. Don't worry about the Cloverfield Lane. You know the the uh, connection and treat it as if it's a really fun B movie, which yeah. it is. Yeah. All right. Next movie: Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, <clears throat> Sword of Destiny. Yes, this, <laughs> yes. This is the sequel, Netflix only, oh, and uh, um, one of the funniest reviews on our site ever is the Rick Myers review of this film. I've always said him and CJ when they don't like a film, it's hilarious. It's great. So um, now I'm going to let our guests go first, yeah. and then I will discuss. Shane, what did you think of this sequel? Did you see the first one? First of all, yeah. Okay. I mean, I wasn't like a big fan or anything like that i just saw it i don't really even remember it so i didn't remember the plot because from what i gather they were picking up from something right. that I well just neither did these don't filmmakers remember. so that's fine uh, okay <laughs> um and uh um not enough action you know could have used more action <laughs> um i you know it was it was exactly what i thought it would be it was um Certainly, if had it not been on Netflix, I would have never um, had any interest in seeing it. Um, it was, you know, cheesy. There's cheesy lines, and, and then they'll, like, tell some horrible joke, and everyone laughs, like, so hard to let you know that that was a joke that just happened. <laughs> um, and... Um, uh, it, it was I don't know how they found that many actors that could fly like that, but they did a good job. <laughs> they did a good job of that aspect. Um, so, so yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it was just exactly what I thought it was going to be. And it was just, you know, I, I watched it last night when I just wanted to turn off my brain mm-hmm. and see... Uh, you know something really silly i mean i I found it to be silly it's it's a silly sort of thing um shane is right it's a silly stupid movie (laughs) (laughs) and when you look at the the prestige and the um the beauty of the original film this is um by by every account a cheap like dvd sequel knockoff like you remember sometimes it happened a lot in like the 80s and 90s where a movie would do really well in the theater but it didn't do quite well enough to get like a a theatrical sequel so some cheap producer would buy the rights and make these horrible straight to dvd or straight to vhs knockoffs Mm. and they weren't anywhere near as good as like the original and that was the point they had you know a, a fraction of the budget none of the actors would return um, and that's exactly what this feels like. This feels like a straight-to-video or straight-to-DVD release with very little care taken from the uh, the original. Now, there, one of the actresses does return, Michelle. Yo. Uh, yo. And uh, the thing that really uh, uh, cracked me up, there were a couple things. First of all, it's shot in English, which is very interesting. Great. And uh, uh, let's say the actors, um, some of them can speak English a little well, a little better than others. Uh, some of them almost needed to put the subtitles on. 
regardless, even though it's in English. And uh, so it already it feels like, well, this is like some weird kind of cash grab for like Netflix just to cash in on literally the title. That yeah, yeah. Nothing that made it cool. Just we're buying the title and kind of doing what we want. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, it had the flying and had the wire work. Everything was subpar. The acting. <laughs> The the fighting, the the choreography, the scenery, even just the color palette, everything just felt like, well, we don't have enough money to do what they did before. Yeah. So uh, just give them a taste and maybe they'll be happy. Uh, and but, the sword's magic. Yeah. <laughs> How many of your podcasts on the road have you talked to scientists and magic, <laughs> magic swords? <laughs> yeah. it's, they're still trying to get yeah. down to the bottom of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of questions. It's a magic sword that um, just seems to have a history that, you know, doesn't really do anything. Wow. Doesn't glow. Doesn't, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, it's it's magic. It's it, green. It's killed a lot of people. Oh, yeah. it's, yeah. it's green. Well, that means yeah. it's magic. It doesn't sing. It doesn't um, do anything. <laughs> I, 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 like, when I heard that there was a sequel to this, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was, my first thing, thing was like, wow. But I'm, I'm, I'm so bummed. I'm really sad that Rick Myers had to see it. Yeah, I've said for anyone that loved the first one, I saw the first one in the theaters. It came out in 2000 and I saw it at the Lemley in Santa Monica. And I remember no one in America had seen that type of wire work, which is, I guess, from the Chinese opera. It was the first time anyone in America on a main stream audience had ever, the first fight scene happened in Crouching Tiger and the theater erupted with applause. Right. Like it was fant it was like wow. It mm-hmm. was so amazing and I was like this movie is unbelievable and I just couldn't get enough of those films that that came out and you started to get all these, you know, you you got uh, what is it? House of Flying Daggers and you've right. you got, you know, Hero and and these movies that they were re-releasing, obviously that had been mm-hmm. made years prior in, in 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 China and Hong Kong, and that we were getting to see, and it was so cool. Hero was another beautiful movie oh, too. Hero no. was just yeah. like fantastic. So to to then hear that they're just like slapping some name on a yeah. Netflix, it's like someone found a box of old DVDs or something. It's really what it felt like. And the other thing too that was it actually threw me for a second. Um, Another master swordsman comes into um, Michelle Yao's life, and uh, at first she's like, "I thought you were dead. We, you know, we left you for dead." And I'm thinking, "Did somebody replace Chow Young Fat?" And it's like his character is coming back. No, turns out it was a, another master swordsman who she had a um, a doomed you know, affair with who she can never be with. I'm thinking, well, how many doomed affairs are you going to have <laughs> with swordsmen who uh, die? Maybe and, uh, it's time to stop dating yeah. swordsmen. Yeah. Maybe it's time it's, to find uh, a guy with a good job. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and the being you can't be with any of them anyway because of some weird code that makes no sense. It's like dating including, a comedian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't work. You can't... <laughs> including to all the characters around you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it, it was really weird. I, I felt like... <laughs> I'm watching this movie. Everyone looked like um, they were just getting a paycheck and just walking through it, and that's exactly what it was for sure. I mean, uh, I I did I I'm a real sucker for the shaved receding hairline with the <laughs> pony tail. Like, I, I, I'm gonna try that look out. You just you just shave the hair back about six mm-hmm. inches or so, and then you just throw a mm-hmm. pony on there. Mm-hmm. Ooh, 
Ooh, that's I a think, good look. I think that should be the cover art for your new <laughs> album. Yeah, call it, call it DJ Chinese Monk. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think you should go. You should commit to that, Shane. Is Shane Moss racist all yeah. of a sudden? What, 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 what is up with? The, no, he just likes that hairstyle. He just really digs it. <laughs> and then wear the shoes and the whole outfit. And like, oh, all right, Shane just is going through a phase. It's, it's a Minnesota guy trying to find some stuff. But I, I think I think Shane uh, travels the world, talks to scientists, yeah. and decides to go fucking freak bag his hair and just <laughs> he. Uh, um, he encapsulated the movie very brilliantly when he just said, it's silly. <laughs> it, it is. And, and Hashtag silly. Yeah. Un, unlike, as you kind of pointed out, uh, un, unlike um, the original or Hero, this is not a movie that they're going to be playing in like Best Buy when you go to buy a TV. Right. To show off like how stunning <laughs> this is, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it's weird. Ang Lee didn't come back to make this Isn't one. Isn't that weird? As he yeah. did the first one. Hmm. No, the first one like was the first time we got to, I mean, like, we got to see. There's a better Ang chance Lee. of him making a Hulk movie. Yeah, than right. Another Hulk movie. Which I was. <laughs> I would go see him give yeah. another swing at a at Hulk, Hulk movie. Yeah. Versus, I can't get into Hulk, man. I, I just can't. He's if Hulk shaved his head and got the ponytail, then you'd probably be. More oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so now, Shane, uh, we were talking about your podcast, but we're also talking about like uh, you like you're a fan of Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah, huge fan. Now, what's your favorite Christopher Nolan movie? Probably Memento. Um, oh, wow. I mean, I've seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. One time I made this parody for some, for some site that paid me like a ridiculous amount of money. And then it never even got released because they like went under for paying comics way too much money to make little shorts. <laughs> and, um, and, and so, what site so was that? It, it was super deluxe oh, way, yeah, way back yeah, in the day, that. which I think they're actually coming back, um, or under some other name. Uh, they and they made some great stuff, but then they gave people like me who didn't know what they were doing and were in the business for three years way too much money to, to make shorts, never which I've never done. Uh, well, good for you. Uh, websites uh, never come on scene with a bunch of money, throw it around, and then go out of business. That's never. Yeah. I've never seen that happen. Yeah. We're gonna get the internet. Yes. We, we hear people are using this internet stuff all the. What if we put comedy on the internet? <laughs> if we just put enough money behind it, yeah. nope. No, um, they spend they waste money on stuff like that. They have usually like the the glitziest of office spaces. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah, like yeah. wow, you guys are spending fifty grand a month on this a diamond studded foosball team. Yeah, <laughs> just to have a bunch of twenty somethings, you know, run bleed through your money. Yeah, sit on bean bags. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so I so I made these couple things, and it was just a silly premise, which is basically how like and. Uh, in a relationship fight by the end of it you never remember how it even started in the first place right. so it was just like shot me backwards and everything it, it, whatever but in making that i watched the film like 20 times and every single time i noticed something like a choice that the actor made or some mm-hmm. uh, something like that that i was like oh my god this is incredible was Memento one of those films for you that when you saw it it sort of 
was groundbreaking for you or sort of changed your perception of movies a little bit? I think so, yeah. It, it was bad. And, and, and maybe there's like a nostalgia for that where... Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but but I mean, I've, I've loved everything that he's done. I, I think the Batman movies are the three best superhero movies ever made. Ever made. And, that is correct. Um, <laughs> and which may or may not be saying a whole lot, but I, I mean, I like the X-Men movies, okay? Sure. What, um, um, what did you think of Insomnia? Um, I enjoyed it, but I, th- but I believe wasn't he just the producer for that? I'm not sure that he wrote or directed that, but but I but I enjoyed that. that. I think right. he directed it. Did he? Let's see. Um, I mean, I thought I thought Robin Williams did a did a good job. I en- I remember enjoying the following, but I only saw it director once way back Christopher when. Nolan. Oh, okay. Insomnia, 2002. Okay, but he didn't write it, right? No. Um, and um. <laughs> And and then I brother but somebody directed Al Pacino to not know how to close drapes and get it and sleep. That's the problem. That's the problem. He's always like, oh, I can't sleep. Yeah, pull your fucking drapes, asshole! Like everyone, just take a goddamn nap. Wasn't it? Uh, wasn't it? Well, comedians Robin can Williams? sleep in the sun at uh, at noon outside. Yeah, Robin Williams. Robin Williams was the bad guy, and Al Pacino was the detective. Oh. That is that is a hilarious yeah. point. Like you know you ever heard of an eye mask? Yeah. You ever, <laughs> like this isn't just fucking put a pillow over your face. What's that's not that hard. I do it all the time. But uh, yeah, getting back to Memento, Memento is great. It's a really good move. I thought I mean, I still to this day I I probably saw it again like six months ago i think mm-hmm. i watch it every year and i never re- re-watch movies um inception that- i've re-watched many times and i mean i never re-watch movies I by think anybody that would be a fun like show to do is just ask comedians what's a movie you watch once a year like we all have right not flipping through the channels and you stop when it's on but you're like you know what I need, to, I need to watch this mm-hmm. again. I'm not sure there's anything else like that for For me, it's for The me. Natural. Ah, yeah. I got to watch The Natural because I feel like, especially now, the older I get, the more I feel like I'm the Roy Hobbs of show business <laughs> <laughs> on some shitty team where they won't let me hit. Mm. And if I finally do, I'll knock it out of the park and lightning will strike the ball. Mm. Um, I'm Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit uh, uh, for the same are... reason. <laughs> You feel like you're an out of work ball player, <laughs> and I'm just carrying a ring that I'm trying to get rid of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, very identifiable. <laughs> you know, and there's just a bunch of monsters chasing me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, and well, now it's it's funny too. Like one of the Christopher Nolan Batman movies is something I'll sit and watch once a year. At least one of them. Yeah, I'll watch. Yeah, me Dark too. Dark Knight Rises or Dark Knight or even mm-hmm. Batman Begins. And, and what was uh, was it Rises? Was was Heath Ledger? Uh, the Dark Knight, the middle the, one. Oh, yeah, the yeah, Dark Knight, which is the one that everyone talked about. But but the original or, or, or the the first one. Batman was, Begins. Batman Begins was such a great origin story. Oh, it was really it good. It was so fucking well done. And then, um, and, and then I even, other than I, I didn't. I didn't necessarily like how it ended, but uh, but I thought Rises was way better than people gave it credit for. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought Inception was uh, for for someone who um, is way into psychology and uh, neuroscience, and I've 
learned a fair amount about sleeping. Uh, there's uh, Inception's a pretty decent representation of of what the dream state might actually be doing. And really? yeah, I, th- I think so. I think Pop, they did like a pretty what? pretty nice job. And Memento is the same too. The M- Memento was was based off of there. There was a guy. Um, there was it, an article. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, he's like famous. If you take like neuroscience one hundred and one, you're gonna hear about this guy. But he would he he couldn't form new memories. He had some sort of a head injury and couldn't form new memories and and would forget everything within you know 30 minutes or or whatever and um and it was kind of an interesting so it was like kind of accurate in that way that is a thing that has happened to multiple people and and then you know taking this kind of real thing and then adding this interesting um kind of action story and thriller story there's there's a little bit of action and it it you know it's not so much where like I tried showing um, showing Memento to my parents, and they were just like, "Ah, this is boring." Uh, it was like too slow for them. Um, but uh, give me that so, so they don't like I overdo it. Walking around, can't sleep. That's yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and then I and Interstellar again is if if you know uh, uh, you know a, a little bit about physics, it's it's not too terribly far off, and 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 actually there's a lot of like theoretical physicists that think that um that their representation of what the inside of a black hole uh, looks like is is not all that crazy they thought it was like a pretty interesting representation um, i don't think i think interstellar is another movie that doesn't get as much credit as it should have i thought so too i think it was maybe a little too long for people or something right. it really felt like a modern 2001 yeah I thought it was terrific. Yeah, I, mean, I liked it too. They, I, I just, I, I feel like he, ha- he's never missed, and I, there's just something about it. It just like clicks with the way that I think about All things right. too. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just, just that ear guzzling factory work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who interview scientists? I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean that uh, in in Inception when when like. Uh, it, I'm usually not a sucker for action scenes, but when like the vans rolling down the hill and then the hotels moving in that way, and oh my god, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. It's great, and um, that's that's innovative. Speaking of like well, really innovative kind of shooting too, like we were talking about with the Crouching Tiger. Like my, mm-hmm. I've never seen a kind well. That's of the thing like too that. that I think sort it's of very meticulous filmmaking. Well, yeah, that's the thing yeah. that I think sort of resonates with most people with Nolan is there's that he's so meticulous. He's going to do something very interesting. He's going to try something new visually. He's going to direct actors in a way. That's like, you know, let's try some like, <clears throat> you know, giving Heath Ledger the latitude and the direction. I know everyone was like Heath Ledger. I was the first. I was one. I was the yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. first the people. Same way. I was yeah, like, yeah. There's no way. The guy from First Night. Yeah, come <laughs> on. Like, no way. And the, he gave him this latitude to to do that. And I think he he's he's really skilled at a getting the best out of actors. And by doing that, he B lets them do their like he kind of it seems to me, I don't I obviously I'm not on the set, don't know his process or whatever, but it really seems like he's he's encouraging them, hey man, try 
go this, like try this different thing, or let's let's experiment with that a little bit, you know? And 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 I think you see it in like, you know, Memento, I get, maybe one of his first films is so unique and how he's directing Guy Pierce and and which why it was so all of us were like, whoa, this movie's really yeah, cool yeah. how they're doing this. And, and I think that's he, what just, he, he builds puzzles. Yeah, and yeah. so it's right. the the rewatchability of it is so like compare compare like Batman to Deadpool, which I I enjoyed. Yeah. I thought it was an enjoyable film, but they didn't certainly wasn't a puzzle. No, you no. know, it, it was like you know, the end was just very eh, uh, I, I, no spoilers on this, but 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 there was like I thought they could have made some sure. different choices at the end where it's uh, I, I, it, whatever I I don't want to get in trouble. Um, no, but that, so that, that's say- an, that's an excellent point though, and that's why I think that the the us like you know Nolan files think the the Batman trilogy doesn't get enough credit because it gets lumped into this superhero bin and it's like they're far more complex than many superhero movies and i thought uh, uh, when i heard that deadpool was rated r i was like "Ooh, this, this maybe this will be interesting and i was like at the end i was like why was it rated r because there's like dick jokes and some titties like yeah. i could have gone without three seconds of titties i can watch porn later on <laughs> <laughs> you know like, like if uh, whereas I believe all the Batmans were PG thirteen, yes. weren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And man, they were dark and yeah. and they were interesting and and to have to to have Heath Ledger be this. I mean, I don't I don't even know how they got away with that kind of terrorism stuff on a PG thirteen right. level compared to my uh, thought. Some of the violence in Deadpool was a little on the sillier side, which is fine. I real I enjoyed it. It, it was, was definitely it was deliberate for sure. Yeah. It was like that kind of. Robocop violence, where it, <laughs> yeah. it, it borders on pretty much satirical, which is where so, it's going. Yeah. Well, let, let me ask you what you think of this, and then and then we'll move on. So his ne- according to IMDb, the mo- next movie he's working on, Christopher Nolan, that he has written and will direct is the film is Dunkirk, which is about the Dunkirk uh, evacuation, which t- took place at the beginning of World War II. Mm. So he's now doing. I haven't seen it. Tom Hardy's in it. Mark Rylance is in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it uh, a World War II. Like Christopher Nolan is doing a World War Two movie. That's interesting. I mean, I liked when Tarantino went that way, and in right. um, well, Glorious Bastards, based on a, a a true event, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean that that. I well, I does, I, I wonder if he's going to be able to build have the freedom to build such the same kind of intricate puzzle if it's something where what, it's a story. How are you going to put twists in a story? Well, my guess already? is my. Just knowing his body of work and knowing what this is, my guess is, I don't know that much about this this Dunkirk evacuation, but my guess is, like anything in a on a world, especially World War II, there is a lot of politics and intrigue, and mm. you know, like all the shit that was going down at the time, you know, uh, stuff that we sort of gets lost in the in the victory of World War II is the uncertainty at the beginning of it. You know, Churchill, uncertain, would we help them? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. because, well, we fought a couple of wars the century prior with England. So, so like, I wonder if that's what Nolan, my mm. hope is, is that he finds all of these actual intricacies and all of the back, you know, backroom haggling of war, the politics of war, and then the individual um, 
the individuals who have to do the singular acts of good and bad that define what an event in a big war is. Yeah. That's I mean, my hope. I mean, in my mind, he hasn't missed yet. And I don't know another writer, director who hasn't. I mean, I love Tarantino and he's yeah. missed. Right. Um, and it, and Tom Hardy, I, I love, even, even though I, I mean, I, I even thought Mad Max was a hair overrated, but, but, uh, but I still really loved him in that. And, and you know what's interesting uh, about Mad Max? I, I'm going to tell people this if they think it's a little overrated. I enjoyed it more the second time when I watched it. It's one of those movies mm. that I think it's so um, kind of like viscerally overloaded. <laughs> like like everything from the imagery to the action to the almost the adrenaline that you feel when watching it. Um, if you watch it the second time, you're able to take more things in, especially the little nuances with characters. And mm. uh, so... Uh, I recommend seeing it a second all right. time. I'll, I'll for give sure. it that's that's a good point. Yeah, and yeah. Was, not not all movies can do that for sure. And this is just one of those rare cases when I watched it on Blu-ray. I'm like, you know what? I like it a little bit more the second time. Mm. And uh, I, I mean, Tom Hardy also I thought was better than DiCaprio actually. And and um, he was great in The Revenant. Uh, the yeah. Revenant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so I, I think I'm excited about all that. Right. When, so, when's it coming out? 2017. Okay. He's in production now, I believe. He's gotta pre-production. Add, comes he's got to add all the spaceships and uh, you know dream sequences. So <laughs> the World War II spaceships. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so now a lot of Oscar movies uh, coming out on DVD and Blu-ray. Big Short. Um, actually, I'll just name them. Big Short, uh, Snubbed, Oscar Movie, Concussion, <laughs> Brooklyn, and Carol are all coming out um, this week. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, guys, you know, we we talked a lot about these films. So if for some reason you didn't, I mean, I would see Big, the Big Short is important film to watch. Yes. Uh, Adam McKay, I think, did a really good job in terms of explaining a very complicated thing simplifying it for the average person to understand this. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see it in the theater and I never got a chance. So yeah, sure uh, it's not a movie you needed to see in the theater. For yeah. Sure. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it, I got you, that sense. Yeah. yeah. It's, but it's, it's a, it's a good movie to, to sit and watch it at home mm-hmm. and like really watch it. Not mm-hmm. like, you know, be doing something on your phone right. or whatever. Like it's, it's, it's a, and it, and all these actors do a good job and it's a story that needs to be told because none of these bank fucks got arrested nothing happened mm-hmm. you know and and it's also like the characters that Steve Carell and all these guys play those guys are not heroes <laughs> those actual mm-hmm. people that, that's the one thing I took away from them. I was like well I hope it's not making these guys out to be heroes because they're not right um, they're all they're just like less crooked hmm. you know um, but it's a, it's a, it's a good film. Concussion is a really good movie. I wrote a whole, uh, column about that and the whole CTE and, and, um, the NFL. It's, a, it's a good movie. I thought some nominations should have come out of that. Brooklyn is highly overrated. Um, <laughs> I've want, never even heard of it. And, yeah. and an interesting, uh, uh, and then Carol, I haven't, uh, I actually haven't seen Carol yet. Watch oh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, the road chip is coming yeah, out. Yeah, so it's definitely, it's I'll interesting. I'll get to see it for my fourth time then. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's great DVD counter-programming, for sure. It's like, well, uh, we got a bunch of Oscar movies coming out. Clearly, there's people out there that don't like Oscar movies, and like animated chipmunks. What fascinates me is how many movies they've made of Alvin and the Chipmunks. They've been, been making them for years, 
And the initial target audience when the first one came out is generally aged out of these movies by now. So each sequel kind of needs a new audience. But uh, they keep making them, so kids are still bugging their parents to go see them. Um, yep. And the site spotlight. There's a movie like that that was fueling my rage going into 10 Cloverfield. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Neil has a great 10 Cloverfield Lane review. Uh, David Huntsberger showed up and did a couple uh, reviews for the archive, some older oh, movies. Oh, Huntsy. We, yep, we have uh, Mulholland Drive and The Station Agent. So if you want to check out those, uh, those movies, uh, the reviews are on the site right now. And as we say, too, uh, we really appreciate you guys stopping by the site. Your comments on the message boards are great. And uh, if you're shopping at Amazon, just click through our link, use the affiliate, and, of course, check out the store. We keep adding more stuff to the store as well. We've got, uh, like, Allison Rosen's new shirts are there, as well as all the Thrilling Adventure Hour stuff. Um and premiering this week coming out fan feedback here let's do some quick oh fan, go ahead fan mm-hmm. feedback uh, if you guys go to the on the Facebook page there was this um this you know whatever meme thing of it says Batman it says B Ben Affleck A Val Kilmer and they go through all of them and your guys comments uh are hilarious uh, Beck Hill wrote I always list Kevin Conroy as my favorite but I'm surprised to see him listed over Clooney. <laughs> For the <laughs> like everyone's also people like there's no george clooney mm-hmm. um a lot of people well he uh, might have requested himself being taken out of that <laughs> jay uh sotkaway that's not a real name uh <laughs> writes val kilmer for life uh curtis whitlock michael keaton forever you guys are great <laughs> adam west um, one person, I think, answered seriously and said, Stuart readily wrote, posted, uh, I gotta go for Bale. He had the advantage of being in some of the best action movies ever, too. Still a treat to watch. Will, Will, Will can back this. <laughs> uh, funny stuff. Thanks, guys, for, for your contributions on the Facebook page. All right. I'm sorry, you're saying premiering this oh, week? Oh, premiering this week, uh, the Divergent series. Oh, Divergent Allergent? Allergent. Yeah, Allergent. Divergent. <laughs> I have lost... <laughs> track the diver- there, were, there was the there was divergent insurgent insurgent there was yeah. detergent yeah there was, there was convergence retergent there was retergence there was oh <laughs> these look so great like yeah. they just i just hope they keep making them who's going how, to these? how is how is the story going to end i feel like this is the um the you know I, final I really, destination like wh- i really feel <laughs> like the strategy is look if we could get 10 percent of the people that saw hunger games were were gold <laughs> i guess so i i don't know <laughs> nobody on the site uh nor the people on this podcast that you're listening to right now will be going to see this film so if you go see it please let us know how it yeah, is good luck um miracles from heaven it is now in kind of our april easter time so a lot of these religious films are dropping and this is not to impugn anyone's religious beliefs or religion but these these are dumb these are stupid movies (laughs) and they're also um they're very um they're very uh what's the word i'm looking for calculatedly they're very calculated cash grabs what they are is like the you know a lot of the times the producers don't give a shit about the religion or anything it's a horror movie in october it's all yeah it's it's really what it is movie in april yeah so at least when tyler perry makes a movie with a theme of faith you know it's like he doesn't make anything he doesn't want to make at least there's there's that kind of like well no this is me i wanted to make this i'm a christian i want to tell the story so but (laughs) you know what are we going to start getting some more like flag day 
Yeah, yeah, or Arbor so, Day, some yeah, some more yeah. tree movies, Let's get some arborists. So, so it, it it really has that that yeah, that that cynical cash grab feel to it. These these movies, um, uh, Midnight Special. This is an interesting movie. It's getting some kind of like um, buzz about how great it's going to be. I saw the trailer. I'm not convinced. Neil is convinced it's going to be amazing, and it's. Basically, you have a father and a son who go on the run because the son starts developing, um, like, X-Men powers. So it's that kind of like, well, is he an alien? Is that where he's getting his power from? Um, So they're on the road and, you know, running. It's with, uh, what is it, Kylo Ren? It's with Adam Driver. Well, what's the most fascinating thing is there's been a lot of special effects used in this film Mm -hmm. to make make, um, Michael Shannon look not like a creep. So he, how can they do that? Yeah, he actually um they're making him just a dad, a concerned dad and he's the the father of the kid with the the alien X-Men like powers. So and Jeff Nichols directs it. So I don't know. I you think know, it could go either way. I, Jeff Nichols directed Mud, which is a really cool film. Mm-hmm. Um he, mm-hmm. you know, so this, He's worked with Michael Shannon before? Yeah, in Shotgun Stories in 2007. So you know To be fair, he's worked with Michael Shannon before where Michael Shannon's been a creepy character. Well, <laughs> Everyone's worked with yeah, Michael yeah. Shannon. Anyone, anyone who worked with Michael Shannon was when he was playing yeah. a creepy character. But yeah, I mean, you've got Michael Shannon, Joel Edgerton, Kristen Dunst, um, and uh, you know, Kylo. I wonder if he had to convince him too. Like Michael Sam Sh- Shepard's in this movie. Michael, I don't know. This- Michael Shannon was like, no, no, I, I can do it. I, I, you know, stop. I'm not a creep in every I movie. Like I just, I want to be a dad. I want. <laughs> yeah, I want to creep stare. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it got a lot of buzz at the festival, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm. I, Cautiously optimistic. Yeah, yeah, on this I think movie. This, I like I like everyone involved. It sounds like it could be interesting. So midnight special. Midnight special. Um, Neil already bought his ticket, so there will be a review up probably by Friday or Saturday. <laughs> Neil's got a perfect life. Yes. <laughs> um, well, that's our show. Uh, you got through it. We. <laughs> We did. Yeah. I, we need to go to lunch, and I need to drink some tea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Shane, what what can what do you got coming up? Shows, I'm, specials. Where can people find I, you on the internet? I have a show that I'm doing now about psychedelics, which is different than like my regular club act. I usually do it on like off nights in clubs or in indie venues, and I'll be doing it at Acme in Minneapolis coming up, uh, which is one of the best clubs in the country. It's a great venue. Uh, I'll be doing it at Helium in Portland. Which oh, is another, another great club. Uh, one of the best, and uh, and and then I'm doing it all around oregon i'm uh, and i'm doing it at the uh cape fear comedy festival in wilmington north carolina and also doing my first uh live podcast there um my my podcast i do all sorts of different things i i you were you were talking about veggie burgers and the world being a, a better place if people ate less meat I, I have this guy gene bauer who uh he's on the daily show a bunch he wrote a book uh, he has these farm sanctuaries and uh-huh. he's basically preaching that same message i have him on the show coming up the amount I of had, grain and water used to feed the cattle oh it's like a hundred times what could feed the world <laughs> yeah yeah that's crazy um so well, enjoy yeah. your murder anyway uh, i do like a good steak uh, <laughs> I, I, me too i i do as well but uh i'm also uh I try to be an open-minded, um, compassionate uh, yeah, carnivore. Yeah, so you don't eat them as much. Yeah. Just every once in a while now, I'm yeah. a steak. Yeah. So like, and you, you know, their whole push is like meat-free Monday or something like you know, do mm-hmm. do one day out of the week and and don't eat meat. Sure. You know, make make a little difference. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, uh, all right. 
but yeah. Twitter file handle, what do you got? At Shane Comedy, but yeah, if you go to my uh, website, shanemoss.com, you'll get all my information, including my schedule, which I will try to update uh, today. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see this this uh, psychedelic show. Are you doing it in L.A. at all? Um, I, I've done it a couple times already in L.A. Hopefully I'll do it again. It's it's like this, really what it is, it's a way that I, I like talking about science in my act, but unless I have like some hook, yeah, like yeah. I just can't. And so it's just been a way that I'm able to talk about perception and consciousness in a, in a way that people will not be bored with um so like i did it i I broke my feet uh, a couple years ago which is uh, we referenced the troubles with getting me on earlier uh and i made an album about that but it was really about psychology um but it was just like kind of a hook um to so that's what i that's kind of what i do now but i'm glad to see your feet are better yeah for the most part Well, dude, thanks for being on the show, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And if you guys are in any of these cities where he's doing where he's doing stand up and the psychedelic psychedelic show, show. what's the name of the psychedelic show? It's called A Good Trip, so it will be labeled as that on my on my schedule. Nice. So if it just says Shane Moss, it's just my regular stand up show. If it's Mm -hmm. the Good Trip, it's the psychedelic show. Cool. Nice. Um. All right. So that's uh, episode three eleven day. Put it in the books. Um. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. And, uh, you know. So where are you going to be coming up, Graham? Uh, where the fuck am I going? You're going uh, to Appleton. Oh, that's right. I'm headlining <laughs> Skyline Comedy Cafe this week. I can week. only feed you so much. I know. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. I'm usually Johnny Plug Machine. Um, yeah, I'm headlining Skyline Comedy Cafe in beautiful Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, I love that club. It's a great club, man. Cliff has done a great job in that room. It's yeah. it's fantastic. So it's it's uh, March seventeenth through the nineteenth. This Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, so I've put uh, on my Facebook fan page and on my website grahamelwood.com. It's all there. You follow me on Twitter so you can get tickets to this weekend. Shows are selling out. Um, all right, guys. And we always want to say thanks again uh, for your support. We really appreciate it. Um, make sure you support the store. We always say if you spend $20 or more in the store or through the donation, um, we really appreciate it. But also, uh, there's other ways to help. Like we said, just spread the word about the the show. Uh, great reviews on iTunes. It, it all likes helps. Likes and follows. Yeah, likes and follows. Check and out the Twitter feed. And those you who have always supported us. and We appreciate and it. Very, very appreciate it. And those of you who have been listening for free for years, you're dicks. <laughs> um, so what Graham is saying is he's tired and he would like you to please spend some money now. And your dicks, like yeah. just well rested, wait, well, well rested. I'll say the same thing. Like free content means this might, we might have to close our doors. So enjoy it. Um, thanks, Shane. My name is Graham Elwood, and I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first, but he didn't do it for free. <laughs> Sleep deprived. <laughs> always angry. Mm-hmm.